Hey, welcome to the best show. Uh, my name is Tom Sharpling, I'm the host of the show, and today we're going to do something a little different. We're going to pay tribute to our friend Lynn Shelton, who uh, passed away over the weekend. She died of a blood disease, and um, it's just the most heartbreaking thing imaginable. Lynn was just one of the greatest people. What a nice, what a nice soul. So talented, so amazing. Her movies are so good. And she was somebody who I was lucky enough to get to become friends with. And we really got along so well. Uh, one of the nicest people just lit up the room when she came in and so positive, so smart and talented and just, just amazing. Uh, I, I, in addition to being friends with her and, uh, cause she was, uh, she was a couple with Mark Marin who they were partners and just did everything together. And, um, she directed a couple of his stand up specials and did this movie called Sword of Trust, which is a great movie. And I was, I got to do a Q and A with the two of them last summer when the movie was playing in New York. And that was great. And, uh, after that, I just started to really get to know Lynn and we got to, we started working together, which was, um, a great thing. There's a show that Lynn, I was working on and then Lynn, there was the opportunity was just like, who, who should direct this? And it's just like, I just said, Oh my God, if Lynn Shelton would do this, it'd be the greatest thing ever. And she came on and liked the, the material and you could just see how she just elevated everything. Just the smartest person. She also just outworked everybody. Oh my God. Just brilliant. And just made everybody feel good while she was doing it. And you just felt elevated being around her in a work environment or in a personal setting. Just the just one of those people, truly the best. And, um, she was somebody who, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where I truly, truly looked up to her and she was an inspiration to me. And I just wanted to just know everything she knew because she was so smart and I was uh I was lucky enough to get to work with her and see her in action and just always blown away by the quality of the person and the quality of the talent and just and got to spend some good times with her eating dinners and going to, we went to, um, we went to the comedy store and saw her, as we went to the comedy store and saw Mark perform and she was just 
I never, she was doubled over with just laughter, just the most fun. And he was talking about the two of them on stage and with so much love and just so much reverence and, and he was just constantly impressed. Also, just like the, you could just tell how much they love each other and she was just seeing her just doubled over laughing, such a great laugher, such a great spirit and so much love. It's just heartbreaking that a force of nature like this would not be here anymore. Um, I just, I just legitimately idolized her and, um, just, just seeing somebody get better and better as they get older, which is not the way things go. And she was just so ready for her next chapter and seeing her start that next chapter and having it cut short, just a total tragedy. And, um, I'm just so lucky to have known her for the time I got to know her and spend the time at work with her and watch her be great in so many different ways. And, um, it is just a gift. And, uh, my heart just goes out to Mark and to her family and her son. And, oh my God, it's just, it's just heartbreaking. And I can only say I'm as, as much of a, tragedy and a crime it is that she's gone it's also i am so grateful and will forever be grateful for the amount of time i got to spend with her and what that uh meant to me and will continue to mean to me and i just uh i will forever be grateful for what lynn shelton meant to me and did for me and uh she will be missed and I just say a prayer or send a thought. I know those are cliches, but they're true because one of the truly good people is not here anymore and it's sad. So, uh, rest in peace, Lynn Shelton. And here's a conversation I did with Lynn and Mark Marin at the start of the quarantine, I safely distanced and threw a cord, a mic cord out my car window and talked to them both. And I had planned to talk to Lynn in depth more because I really just wanted to know everything. Like I said, she really was the kind of person who had so much to share and was just such an amazing director and had the ability to do something not a lot of directors can do, which is just move from form to form to form, whether she was doing her own movies or she was directing a t- television show or she was doing a stand-up special. She could do what she wanted to do and she did it and the work will stand and um 
even more than the work, the, the mark she made on the people that knew her will stand. And, uh, yeah, it's a tragedy and we're all heartbroken. So rest in peace. Um, and check out this interview with Lynn Shelton and Mark Marin that I did. Thanks. And we'll do a show next week. I'm at the home of Mark Marin. Here he comes. He's got a mic. There he is. There's the cord right there. Don't get any closer. I'm good. Oh, the cord's been wiped down. The cord's been sterilized. There we go. This is not a high-end uh, cable. Well, it's the best we could You're get in a pandemic. You've been recording already. It's the best we could get in a pandemic. What's it like to have somebody start recording before you're ready? Did, uh, yeah, I was ready. No, that's what you do Are when you, you do the you, show. You weren't recording already? Oh, no, I was. Oh. I, was, I got that out of your playbook. You, do you want me to go further away? you got a lot of cable. You go as far as it's 25 feet. 25 feet? I could probably go do it from the garage. Go. You, back, you can back it up. So, How are you going to hear him if you do that? You need cans or that's something. True. Well, you want me to get her a mic too? How many cables you got? I Just can do one. A, I can do a, a third. No, I only have one cable. One cable. You take right. So no we Twitter. I don't Let's have go one on one. Sorry. You all right, buddy? I am. How so are you? Do you have any symptoms? No, I feel good. You do? Yeah. Have you been I'm, indoors the whole time? Pretty much. Yeah. Really? Went to the He's bank. Protective raspberry colored. I went to the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Got some cash. Did you wear gloves? Yeah. Of course, I, I, I mean, I, I have these, I just keep washing my hands. My hands are like a 90 year old person's hands now. They're falling apart. They're all cracked. Sharpling, you can turn your engine off. That's true. You want to know what I did yesterday? I washed my hands while wearing rubber gloves. <laughs> now that's a true. I did it. I that, did it. Yeah. Cause I, I went to, the, uh-huh. I was down at, uh, NPR in Culver City doing. Mm-hmm. Terry Gross actually recorded her first show ever from home. Okay. They made me drive to Culver City. They so made, I, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So, uh, cause I don't have an ISDN line. So I had rubber gloves on the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I went in and I touched everything. Yeah. And then I realized like I'm about to touch myself in the yeah. bathroom. Yeah. Just to go to the bathroom. Sure. Yeah. So I washed my hands in the rubber gloves before I peed. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then I went about my day. Yeah. No, so I didn't get anything on me. That's too much I, information. No, no, it's probably it's probably the proper amount of information now. This is this is <laughs> none of tips. us have been here These before. Are tips. We've not been here before. What are we? Do I know other things I've been doing? Sure. What else? Don't microwave uh, gloves. Um, uh huh. I learned that lesson. Okay. I had some. I'll give her the mic in a minute. I have some gloves that had the you know the little thing that allows you to use your phone with wool gloves. Yeah. Because I was yeah. wearing the wool gloves that sure. had that. Okay. And I figured I'd better sterilize them, mm-hmm. put it in the microwave. Mm-hmm. Those parts caught on fire. Okay. The, the parts okay. that you can touch the phone with. Fire. <laughs> like smoke did. fire. Uh-huh. But but you're supposed to like, how do you clean like plastic gloves? Like 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 kitchen gloves. With soap. Just... That's what they, I think the original intention was to wash things with. So yeah. they're always soap. I think you can actually recycle the rubber gloves, because we only have one box of rubber gloves that Lynn had. Oh, you can't say what you've got. That's bad. Huh? That's what? bad. You can't say what you've got. It's going to be like Mad Max. People are going to be just like, 
I heard Mark's got a box of rubber gloves. One box of, I go to Fish King, and they have those kind that are more like plastic bags. Uh-huh. And you just do per the, sure. weighing out fish. Yeah. It, it's taken everything I've, I've got not to offer them like 100 bucks for a box <laughs> or just take them, but they have uh-huh. cameras. Yeah. So um, is this going to be part of the best show? Yeah, this is the best show now. This is what I've been. No phoners? I got no phone. Oh. I got got to have a phone for a phoner. A lot of people around here are like, that guy's clearly not home with that car. No. It is. um, Me and Dave Anthony took a hike today, and it was pretty. There was a few people out, not as many. These people walking down the street right now, they're not six feet apart at all. How do you know they live together? Oh, they're kids. Hi. Hi. How are you? She did not even really question the microphone. From the no, car. I yeah. guess I guess maybe if they know you, they just assume hey, he's probably always has a mic. I don't. Know. That's what he does. <laughs> I don't know if they know me. Do you it, want to talk on the microphone? It's the guy Lynn? with the mic. You know, this is a. I'm going to introduce Lynn Shelton, yeah. the director of the uh, currently streaming Little Fires Everywhere. She directed four episodes of that, and also um, she uh, she's an executive producer on that project. You might know her from her films, uh, My Sisters. Sister, your, your sister's sister, your hump sister's day, sort of trust, sort of trust, laggies, laggies, very popular. Inside out, inside out, very good. Outside in, outside in. You're thinking about your belly button. <laughs> I was thinking, yes, you got me. Have you I, have you been watching Todd Berry's weird videos with his cat? Yeah, it's so I think cute. it's, it's yeah. the best thing I've ever seen. He's it's like a new Todd Berry. I know. In a I don't way. know what's going on. It's like. A, like you never thought if anybody was gonna get like softer, I never thought it would have been him. Elephant was a cat. He got a cat, that was and it. he it immediately was... he immediately just it, the like the the dam broke all over. It's yeah. just like it's all over for that guy. Anyways, please welcome Lynn Shelton to the yeah. Mic. How are you, Lynn? I'm under new management now. Mark okay, is my manager. Um, uh, I've noticed this in general that people yeah. seem to be just com- being completely emotionally dependent. All, all their emotional, their entire emotional life seems to now center on a pet. Whatever pet they have, mm-hmm. it's all about the pet. Yeah, you know, it's all in. That's you, where they you find slide all comfort. your. I think it's just because they're so deliciously oblivious. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, always, but yeah. in this particular time of anxiety and stress, they you just, just you look they at just them, go and... on with their lives, and you can kind of yeah project yourself into the. Oh, yeah, maybe I could just lay in the I'm, sun. I'm still yelling at my cats. Yeah. I have not changed my uh, attitude uh-huh. or uh, interaction with the cats. Mm-hmm. Buster's still an asshole. Monkey's hanging on. He's doing okay, but I'm completely prepared for his passing. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I, but he's gotten very needy and lovable in his old age, much like his owner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, you directed, you directed Mark's special that's... Out I that did. came out last, last week. Too. It's a good time to watch the other one mm-hmm. too. But yes, it's a particularly good time to watch End Times Fun. Yeah. Which, well, I'm so glad. At first, I was angry at Netflix for making us change the name. It used to be called Jeremiah. Uh-huh. Look that up. Yeah. Expand your vocabulary. Okay. Which was their problem with it? I was like, no, I'm I'm, I'm holding this line. We're going to uh-huh. call it Jeremiah. Yeah. And Robbie uh-huh. Pra. The comedy guy at Netflix is like, we're not calling it that. Uh-huh. And I'm like, why? That's what it is. And he's like, no one's going to know what that is. Ooh. And it's, it's going to come up on the menu and people are going to be like, what does that even mean? Look, I know what Jeremiah means. But yeah, for me the too. For the dumb people in the audience that don't. Look, I, I don't, don't think know. even don't smart know people know what it is. They're like, what is that kind of? I don't know what it means. I was just trying to. 
Go look it up. You look okay. it up right. It's like a, it's like a, a angry screed, a rant. Okay. A lament, a, a, mm-hmm. lament, a, a uh-huh. woes me kind okay. of, but maybe that isn't funny. Maybe he was right. I think he was right. I, I, I talk, I took his advice and I impulsively said, well, it's just cause he's like, it has to have, we, they have to know it's a comedy special. Yeah. And I just thought, okay, let's just go what it is. End times fun. It's sure. End times fun. Yeah. And, and that. That's the amazing story behind that. Tom. We, we, isn't it, isn't it, isn't we it? also, this is how we realized that Michelle Wolf is how she named her, mm-hmm. her show too, because she got the exact same note clearly. She just called it the joke show. Yeah. How's hey, that fine. Netflix? Yeah. You know, cause she probably had some creative yeah, name too. That seems like somebody throwing their hands up in exactly exasperated, like fine. <laughs> but it turned out that end times fun was exactly the right oh, yeah. freaking name. It's unbelievable. I think it's got way more eyeballs on it, way more ink than it would have had otherwise. I mean, it's just amazing. It's yeah. just perfect. Not and that there's a pandemic, yeah, and that everything stopped. Well, there's that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That helps too. And I had that, nothing to do with that. There's some people on the other side, so I think some QAnon people think that I've orchestrated the entire pandemic uh, just to get my special after. With Soros, well, that's some. I guess that's some kind of promotional budget you're working with. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Tom, I got a friend in China, uh-huh. and he was already working on this yeah, thing. Exactly. And I said, "It's time. Let's do yeah. this right." Let's, do, I like let's it. ease it out globally. If you had the you had the inside track on the pandemic, but didn't choose to like slide your money into like just medicine or no, or one just box gloves. of gloves. You slid it into one, your special. We have like, no to- we have no toilet paper here. Back mm-hmm. we have I think we have nine rolls total, and we might have to go to her house. Just to make sure there's some over there still. Yeah. We don't even need it yet. Well, it's nice to look at it. Yeah. Well, that toilet paper's gone already. It's, it's gone. It's they like broke a, in. yeah, it's, it's, you Zombies haven't seen what it's in. like in the world out there. Zombies need to use toilet paper too. Yeah. You should look in my freezer, man. I went through a, a couple stages of panic around what if the food chain, mm-hmm. it, the great thing about what's happening with Lynn here and myself is that we are, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We both have eating disorders, and we're compulsive eaters, but we have eating disorders, and this is a great time for that. Sure. Because you can spend your whole day thinking about food, preparing food, rationing food. It's a wonderful <laughs> time to have control issues around food. And uh-huh. like right now, I'm like, do we have enough for dinner? What are we going to do for dinner? Should we use those collard greens or some of the greens we froze because we learned how to freeze vegetables during this time? Yeah. What and, about you? Oh, I'm just... It's just different kinds of cheese sandwiches. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's I knew like, it had cheese involved. Somehow I knew. Yeah. May, are you experimenting with, uh, with all the different ways of making nachos? Ex- no, it's extending pretty, it really is just, it really is truly cereal and cheese <laughs> and lettuce. Just I, like greens and, yeah, it's do not, you have good, any not a good cooking start. skills or? No, I have zero. Like oh, literally yeah, zero. I was wondering what people do. That's why I would like tell people, it's like, I went, over Mark's house, and he made 
food, and they're just like, yeah, that's what people normally do. I'm like, but I'm just like, they're like, why are you so impressed by it? They're like, I'm glad he's a good cook, but it shouldn't be impressive that he is a cook. Like, amazing arcane skill. Like, you should have seen. He didn't invite us over and just and just provide us with bowls of special hay. Exactly. Yeah, he didn't. Lucky charms for dessert. (laughs) Yes, you should have seen it. He put a pan and then. Put it on the stove and the Put stuff some in, fish it. in it. It was unbelievable. I never saw anything like it. It's right in a hot people, pan. People were truly. Think all the stove. Yeah, they were just perplexed at why I was just like in awe of. I don't know. I just. It's not in my. It's not in my wheelhouse? toolbox. It's not in your toolbox. No. He says toolbox. I say wheelhouse. Yeah. Is that? Are they different? They are different. Yeah, I think they are. The wheelhouse it's is sort of a range of things, and the toolbox is. Sort of something you can apply to a problem, a skill set. Yeah, and they all go back to... Your trajectory? To times when... <laughs> yeah, to your trajectory. To like times when people did things with their hands. Yeah. And yeah. I'm... It's just like a wheelhouse, I'm assuming, had some sort of navigational... Uh, it probably uh, seems like it was on a boat or a, or a train. Uh, what were the wheel, where were the wheelhouse? A wheel train house. wouldn't need a wheelhouse. But maybe a mill. A mill. A mill would probably... Yeah. Right. A mill by a, uh, mm-hmm. right, the wheelhouse is where the water is churning the large wheel. Yeah. We know nothing. We, we know things. Yeah. We know literally nothing. Right. And, yeah. And then the toolbox. You know, if we said this with confidence, people would spread it around. Oh, no, yeah. Tom, a wheelhouse yeah. goes back to when mills sat yes. on water and the <laughs> yeah. water would come through and, and turn the wheel that would grind the, the millet or the, uh, the corn. Yeah. And then you get people... Then the, it's always that great thing when somebody just immediately acts like an expert, having no knowledge of of where that, of who said the like oh, no. no no verification. The like person's that. not a moron who yeah. said the thing. I yeah. found myself twice today. I was hiking with Dave Anthony, and I said things with you know moderate confidence. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Really?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I just saw it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, I don't. I didn't read it. it mm-hmm. I just saw the thing. Central premise of his entire special. Yes. Yeah. So with the spe- the special is strangely prophetic yes. in its title. Prescient, you might say. So people look at their Netflix and then they recommend outbreak, pandemic, <laughs> and your special. Now yes. are the three things that contagion. Come up. Yes, it's outbreak like, it's, and, and this and one stand fun for yeah. a little relief, a little laughter. The, the great thing about Outbreak, if I'm thinking, is that the one with Dustin Hoffman? Yes. Oh, they find a monkey. So. Yeah. But there's hope oh, at the end that? of that thing. Yeah. You just gotta find the monkey. So, <laughs> somewhere there's a monkey out there that we should be looking for? Why are we, we all inside? Found Shouldn't we be outside looking yeah. for the monkey? We should be outside looking for the monkey. Yeah. He's a pangolin in this case we need to find. That would... Pangolin. Yeah. A pangolin. It's a pangolin. I don't know what a penguin is. Oh, it's like. the best. It's one of my favorite animals. Right. Yes, yes. But just act like cool an authority. Just thing. go, oh yeah, penguin. I know. Yeah. I well I it's a, a thing. It's a special it's a it's, it's a scaled it's a scaled uh, Okay. Like, it's in that same I think it's a, like an echidna, maybe. It's in a monotreme. I'm not sure. I think it's more like an armadillo related to an armadillo. So if like if the if the president said everybody get out and go look for that monkey <laughs> That was that seems more on brand actually. If he was just like, "There's a monkey, and we all got to go, go find, find a monkey." It. There's a kid that's got a drawing somewhere. Yeah. If there, he sent his hordes out to go, yeah. yeah if he said it's ten million dollars for whoever finds the monkey, <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> that would be. They'd be stealing other people's monkeys. <laughs> yeah, just get the monkey, bring it over to your local firehouse. This will do it. Pull yeah. the vaccine out of this monkey. <laughs> this is where the vaccine is. This my the monkey vaccines in here. What is this thing that you and Worcester you Bandcamp's free? Bandcamp what, what is, is free. right right now. I think Bandcamp waived all of its uh, all of they waived their cut of things for the day to help uh, musicians. Musicians, yeah, yes, yeah, so, yeah, because because it is amazing. It's just like there's no the way the business shifts. There's no touring, which is how how people make their living now. Right, and then now there's no record stores, so you can't even. Even the the that vinyl is on this upswing. That doesn't get oh, anybody anywhere right. right now. And you know, if we don't do something fast, if they don't get a handle on this, we're going to have a lot of musicians just throwing up videos constantly Gotta of playing in their living rooms. Yeah, to remain relevant and connected and feel useful in the world. I don't know how. When does the uh, the kind of chipper tone of the celebrities in quarantine when does that oh, start to diminish that's i feel like we are a week you think yeah we're we're next week there's going to end up being like a real fight so like two celebrities are going to fight online yeah somewhere yeah, yeah back and forth yeah and yeah. then it'll that'll just start the collapse of just like well fine i'm not doing my living room concerts anymore i hope you all die so much for me sharing yeah. my yoga in the morning yeah. In my mansion? Yeah, I'm not. What, nobody, what, all of a sudden people don't like watching me swim in my pool? That is the weirdest thing, <laughs> the bubble that some people have always been in. This real, this is people not realizing they, they, they are in a bubble that's in a bubble. Yeah. I played some guitar though and I posted it. Well, that was fine. Yeah. But you, that, 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 that to me is you saying like, just passing the time. Exactly. Just yeah, oddly, build another hour. Yeah, oddly, a lot of what's happening right now is not unlike m- most of my life as a comic. Mm-hmm. So wait, I just there's nothing to do, and I just write things down and nap uh-huh. and play guitar and eat stuff. The yeah, only I'm used th- to this. Yeah. I've done this. Well, especially th- before Glow and stuff, and before I mean, you're you're pretty busy these days. No, when before, before, I, before but I before became, you had when I was just a comic, this was what life was like. Except I wasn't in a house. I was in an apartment I didn't want to be in, and I would walk around and talk to shop owners. Sure. With my notebook. I'd mm-hmm. go to Venus Records okay. on yeah, St. Yeah. Mark's. Sure. Right? Well, Venus, wait, Venus. Yeah. It was Venus, right across from Kim's video, wasn't it? That's right, it? yeah. Venus was on St. Mark's. Yeah. I'm, I was thinking of Midnight for a second. Midnight was on like 22nd. Yeah, I didn't know Midnight. Yeah. I went to Venus, and then a little further down on, on St. Mark's was the guy who had the CD store that was always angry. With the long-haired guy that was kind of an asshole. The one that would like there was like that ground floor CD store. Right, and then, yeah. right, and then there was a million in on shelves behind him. Yeah, right. And then across Kim's video had a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. at one time. Yeah. And then there was the secret place on Union Square where you could get cheaper CDs and everywhere. Yeah, and now all of those are gone. They're all. I don't know what they are now. St. Well, Mark's is the one of the weirdest streets. I don't know what it is. It's just strange Asian snack stores. Yeah. Right? Then there was like, there was like, they tried like auto mats on it. Do you remember that? Really? They were like, we're bringing back auto mats. And it's just like, this won't last. This is. Is Dojo still there? I don't know. Where you, you go in and get the brown rice with the strange fried tofu well, uh, uh, burger. If they're there, the mysterious I hope, gravy. I hope they're hanging in there. I think the one over by NYU. I'd, there are going to be restaurants left after this. No, no restaurants. restaurants. It's 
Thank for, you. I guess Thank maybe you. McDonald's. I don't know. What else is going on, man? I don't know. So, Lynn, you have two things online now because you have the little fires everywhere. Yeah, like two days ago, the first three episodes of Little Fires Everywhere dropped on Hulu, and then they'll roll out the following episodes each week, kind Mm -hmm. of trying to be kind of adapt to the the old old school network TV model. Must watch TV. Put it on your schedule. I, I don't even know what day. I think it's going to be Wednesdays, maybe, that each of the following episodes. So I directed, it's the first show I've ever been an EP on, an executive producer. And I think one of the most, okay, the most thrilling moment for me <laughs> watching it on TV the other night was seeing the opening title sequence, which is super cool. Uh-huh. And then seeing my name come up twice as executive producer and then directed by Lynn Sheldon, I have to say, pretty exciting. It made me feel like a actual professional in my field. Okay. It's, it's really cool looking. And the, also, I had not yet seen the house on fire. And the whole thing opens with this giant house on fire, which we just spent months and months and months trying to make sure we were going to get it right and prepping and and um, talking about it ad nauseum and storyboarding and going back to the location again and again and again. And um, my mom's comment was, did you actually burn that house down? Uh-huh. And I said, well, for some reason, the multi-million dollar homeowners, the, the homeowners of the multi-million dollar house did not want us to burn down the house in the middle of Hancock Park, Los Angeles, along with their neighbors mm-hmm. <laughs> who owned millions of dollar houses. Yeah. I don't know why. We gave them a really hefty location fee. And yet, for some reason... They did not want us to burn it down. Anyway, so sure. those two things combined were exciting. But I directed the first episode, the fourth and fifth episodes, and the finale. And I, Chewy, yeah, a lot of a lot of um, pet I supplies got down a Chewy box. Yeah, with cats. Uh, one cats. of our few we'll remaining have Lysol another, wipes. Another week. I cut I cut a piece I cut them in half. I think they're too big. You don't need you cut the cats one. in half. No, oh, the Lysol wipes. Okay. Just cut like a little off and oh, then so use it, you know, so I'm like, sure. I'm yeah, trying yeah. to that is some stretch. <laughs> yeah, you're stretching it. Eastern block thinking. Yeah. So I was going to tell you. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, Are you guys no. talking? So, yeah. What was the, what the, is this the, is that the biggest scope of a thing you've directed? Definitely. Yeah. It's definitely the biggest scope of a thing I've directed. It was very, uh, very fancy, big. I, I've directed, I've directed an episode of the morning show. That was probably, the biggest TV uh-huh. show, you know, I've directed, but I was a guest episodic director as opposed to being in from, you know, months of prepping for the yeah. whole thing and then just in the trenches for half a year. Because now you're setting the the style of it and the right. tone and the look and you're, yeah. you, you're. I mean, I'm in the pro, I'm in the, yes, the bubble, you know, the, I'm, it's my, it's sort of as the director, you're, you're the person who's trying to help the writer and the producers bring their vision they have a vision in their head and it's like okay well how do we get it from page to screen and you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the one who supposedly has the toolbox of filmmaking sure. yes <laughs> know how to, to help them do that and then you can it's kind of exciting because you're like you you what was you directed what when was the first feature you directed it was uh, I directed my first feature we go way back in 2005. It premiered in 2006 and won mm-hmm. the the Slam Dance Film Festival and got Best Cinematography Award at the sort of punk rock little sister to the Sundance Film Festival. Mm-hmm. It happens at the same time in Park City, Utah. Yeah, and but it's all these things 
it's exciting that it's not like when you think of like Orson Welles and somebody like that, they do their thing and they're like cooked by the time they're 28 years old. <laughs> that's like hell, right? Yeah. No, like I, I was sentence? a slow burn for me. And I, I was actually cooked uh-huh. by the time I was 28, but then I, I somehow just sort of got brined yeah. or, or like a deep up, <laughs> much sure. like a deep up. Yeah. yeah. Jerkied. But, I'm jerkied. <laughs> You're jerkied. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but look how exciting it is that now In the my old three age. of us are on the ascent. <laughs> exactly. As we maybe are not in our twenties, but we are, we are moving upward. Yeah. While you watch the people who peaked early and they're just not sure what to do. They're, they've been done for, for a long time. Prodigies. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. They're scrambling and saying things like Biden's okay. (laughs) I like how you kept the, you got the plastic cap on the top of your Zoom H6 Mm -hmm. that was really just there to, you know, protect it in between putting things on top. I've lost mine. Oh, I just. That's this, this is brand new. That will get lost. Oh, that okay. That'll, that'll I just want to make sure that you would be on top of that. No, no losing. I'll lose cap. So when you think back, when you would watch the people, kind of like, and this goes to both of you, when you watch like those people like burning bright out of the box, and then you're just like, "Come on, what's going on here?" And then, isn't it just such a? Is, do you do you wish you would have known how it would have things would have paid off later? Well, I've watched it's uh, over time. I've, I've gotten a little more humble around that and a little more, a bit more humility around that only because in my field in comedy, I've seen guys go up, get it all and then lose it and sure. then have to regroup and, and figure out how to get it for real. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, two specific ones is like Burr, Bill Burr. Sure. And Kevin Hart were both guys that were offered everything and made a lot of money on deals and speculation. And then were, you know, it didn't work out. Yeah. So they had to go back to the drawing board, which was stand up and, and recon, you know, regroup and rebuild and find themselves, you know, in stand up. So that's always impressive, but there's plenty of people, Tom, who, uh, who burned kind of bright and kind of annoying, an annoying brightness. Sure. And then yes. at the time that was happening, like you a, didn't know, like you were probably envious because you didn't know that how it was going to end up. If I, if I think about it now, I could get envious of people's old selves. Sure. But then you, like, easy peasy. I, I, I like that guy now, but man, did I, I didn't like him at uh-huh. all. Yeah. No, it's very. It's, Let's it's, tap into that resentment sure. that I don't need to feel anymore because exactly. I'm way more successful than him. Yeah, it's like this sealed off, yeah. uh, like tank in the back, yeah. like that they buried, and yeah. they're just like, so, you're no, like, I wonder like, if I could dig a little bit. I could find the cap on that tank. Start ta- see what's back in that tank. I'm, I'm unscrewing it right now. <laughs> yeah, I just see like, yeah, nine, get back to 1993. Oh, those so fuckers. mad! It's oh, somebody yeah. just climbing. Who's, what what magazine is that? <laughs> it doesn't even so exist funny. anymore. Yeah. I mean, I have to say for me, I I just was a, I was a starving artist for so long and trying to figure out a, like literally hand to mouth like kind of situation with no mm-hmm. no money for so many so long. I make I'm really dating myself, but I am old. Um and and when it hit for me, when I started being able to make a living doing what I do, I I, I just felt, I really did, I just had to constantly pinch myself. Like, be on the set, the first TV gig I ever got after, after my third feature got into Sundance and I got reps and then I was able like a year later to get 
uh, an episode of Mad Men, and as my favorite TV, it was my favorite TV show, and I'm on the set, just like, what am I? Do they know that? Do I really deserve to be here? Try not to feel like a fraud. But just so fucking grateful because uh, I just had spent so many years paying my dues, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if it had happened, I knew so many incredibly uh, presumptuous, entitled 22-year-olds, you know, who just made, you know, really like hit it right right away. They first yeah. film got into Sundance and they just felt like, well, this is what happens, you know, it's the way it goes. And then they just had a harder time later when it didn't quite just, oh, everything isn't like that, you know. Sure. But also just the lack of gratitude. Like, they just, I felt like I had a leg up on them because I just felt so grateful after years and years and years of Yeah, and the gratitude comes hand in hand with maybe navigating the the big picture, the long-term version of this, of a career. Right. And it's like... You think about those people and they make these bold moves and they think like, well, I'm a, maybe I'm a genius. They're like, they're not sure. So they're right. like, well, I got to act like a genius and they make some insane move and no one wants it. And then they're like, well, I guess I wasn't a genius. And it's like, now I have less than nothing. Always be wary of self-declaring geniuses. Yeah. Or, it, it, as a, as a general rule. Yeah. Anyone who's like, I think I might be a genius. You're like, yeah, I got to go. I yeah. think it's like you have to just be like, because even like the actual geniuses don't make things for legacy. They were just making no, the thing that you made. It's like Bob Dylan's working on this stuff. He's just like, yeah. I'm trying to make a. I'm trying to make this like yeah, a Rolling Stone. Yeah, I just got to make this yeah. thing. It's like I think I did good today. This is what I did. Yeah, like, look at look at right. I wrote down on the paper. Yeah, and that's I guess I'll do another one tomorrow. Yeah, I use the same three or four chords that Woody used, and it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's like when these people work for legacy, they're just. They're just doomed. Like, I remember somebody on your show, who I'm not going to name, but the, a, a comedian said, asked you, just like, will I be remembered? Will I be remembered? And I was just like, oh, that's the most skin-crawling thing I've ever heard in my life. Just doing something for all time? It's like, you're not going to be here. Like, yeah. li- literally, why would you care about what happened, about what your work means after you're dead and also no one is remembered in a broad sense you're lucky if a few guys like yeah. i'm sure that you personally mm-hmm. tom sharpling you are single-handedly keeping the names of at least two dozen bands alive <laughs> i because and it's only because i like them and it's like but it's like and some obscure filmmakers i might add sure well i'm doing doing what i can but because i'm just in the same boat we're on this like the same kind of culty boat just sailing sailing alongside the the big boat boat. like there's a big boat and then there's like our mid-sized boat (laughs) i don't know what it it is with me like because when i this special when it came out when i finished it out i was proud of it but Mm -hmm. i I also knew like there has always been something in my mind where i'm like i'm i'm not fucking around mm-hmm. you know i i came out of the real deal thing i paid my dues in a genuine way yeah. and for years i've always i never liked being lumped in with alt comedy mm-hmm. i never enjoyed you know having to you know go over to chris hardwick's encampment at the comic book store to uh-huh. do stand up that was not sure. my i was just sort of like trying to stay to have traction you know yeah. and, and do what i do so it was weird when this came out and i know when I watch this this special, End mm-hmm. Times Fun, I can see everything that got me here in that thing. Yeah. And I can also see all the bits and where my influences played into each bit. I know them all. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know them in, when I was doing it necessarily, but I can see them. But also, I went out of my way. 
to kind of like, you know, I went and did, you know, Bert Kreischer's podcast. You know, I asked, you know, Bill, Bill Burr to, you know, take a look at it and maybe tweet about it. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. like, I don't, like, I'm not saying your fans are all meatheads or like bad guys or anything, yeah. but they're, you know, I deserve to be reckoned with by the people that like just straight up comedy. Oh, yeah. No, you, it, you know, it doesn't have to have some asterisk next to it or, right. or just be in a, like the, like some, like, kind of like select. Yeah, lane. Right, of right. Just like you know, the- you're with the Precious Crew. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah, I, I don't remember who I said it to, but I said it to somebody, and it was in re- reference to another comic who I I taken a sweet shot at uh, in the special. But like, I've I've never followed anybody, mm-hmm. and I've never led anybody. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's exactly where I'm good. Yeah. Oh, it was maybe it was this thing. It's like you were doing your thing, and. It just took waiting for the the the, the technology, the, the pan- pandemic. waiting for the pandemic <laughs> to really catch on. Like, boy, he really hit his stride when we all started dying. Is when he just he really he that's, really hit a of groove. That's what it was happened for me. Yeah, it'll be people's well, no, Jason. Technology, you're right. You yeah, know, like it was a matter of people getting to know me in a, in, a, in a different way to really solidify. You, you know. My ability to get audiences. Like most of the people that listen to me on the podcast, you know, initially they were like, well, we should support him with the stand up. I'm like, this is what I do. You know? <laughs> well, also, that... I have to say, your stand up having, you know, listening to, I've only known you for like four, four and a half years now, but listening to your stand up before in, in like from 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it's. She listened to finally gave me. Uh-huh. Oh, Lord. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it is like a different person. It's a very, it is like a different person. Mark keeps pointing out to me, I'm, I am the same guy. Oh, like, yeah. It really doesn't, it's like a whole different version. That guy lives in me. He lives in me. <laughs> but it's like that. But I feel like the podcast, like mm-hmm. get, just getting some level of success. I mean, also yeah. getting it, that was a very dark place in personal life too for him. But, but I feel like getting some kind of sense of validation of any kind started to help you and learning empathy, you know, through having to listen to other people and stuff and really be in deep conversation with people. But it, I feel like you, your material, what I'm trying to say is I think your material now is also more accessible. I think I've learned how to present it. Yeah. Like I give trigger warnings. Okay. It's going to hurt uh-huh. some people. <laughs> you also, I, I feel like just having watched you over for so long, like I, like I used to see you at, Oh yeah, at uh, eating it, Luna, at Luna. Luna. Every Monday night, you were just you were like the anchor to those yeah, to those nights for years. Authentically bitter. Yeah, and I just remember you'd come up and it would just be like, "Hey, Mark just signed a deal for a thing," and then you talk about that or like, "Oh, Mark's not a good." It's not a good week for Mark. Like afterwards, just be like, "I guess Mark's deal's not going so hot." <laughs> like just like Mark's very mad tonight, or Mark's really happy tonight. Just like. Just, but it would see you, it was like charting your week. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd see how Mark's Mark's like life Mark is just going. went to the blow guy's house. <laughs> Mark seems kind of perky. Uh-huh. Mark's very Mark. sweaty tonight. Yeah. But then, yeah, Mark keeps grinding his teeth. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> sweaty Mark's here. Yeah. He Look out. out. But, but it's like, it seems like that guy needed to just like exhale at some point. Yeah. Like, something. Like, yeah. Like, like you were able to just honestly let it let some of the small stuff go at some point and maybe just a little bit of 
success and a little bit of control over your own destiny. That I think so. There were, you didn't have to wait for gatekeepers yeah. to say, go do your thing. Yeah. The technology let you build the thing you yeah. and Brendan started. Yeah. And then you were just able to be yourself. Finally. And that's all it took, just a little bit of validation <laughs> and you on. Like, because most people. In 35 years. Yeah. Age sobriety was a good step along the way. Mm-hmm. Along the way, I think I like I was starting to think I had dementia uh-huh. because like things weren't bothering me as much, and I'm like, no, it's a good thing. That's yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like is, is this the end? Yeah, what's going on? Why isn't it keeping me up at and night? If it is dementia, it's not so bad. I have a question for you, honestly, yeah. though, and for your listeners, and yeah. I'm going to ask mine too because I'm in a little bit of trouble. I don't even think I've told you about this. Oh. That uh, I've been having this weird thing where. I don't even know how, how to explain it. Have you ever been looking at your phone uh-huh. and had almost like an out-of-body experience? Like you're so connected with the phone that you have this weird moment where it's like, this is my whole brain right now is involved with this. Uh-huh. I don't even need my body. Uh-huh. Have you had that? Where sure. You... So you mean just to put your being into a device? Right. And... Yeah. To this the point just... where you're like, you're like, if, like I should be able to leave the what shell. I'm living in. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, okay. Well, that's like, that's how, that's like Ted Williams or Walt Disney and that's, you're just looking, are you looking to be? No, eternal? no, no, it happens. Like, it scares me. Okay. Like, I'm looking at my phone and all of a sudden I realize, do I even have a body? Oh, so you're like, just saying, like, am I inside of, is this yeah, me? I don't now? know, I can't, I can't quite explain sure. the feeling, but it, it, it feels like as if, like, I could be talking to, uh, mm-hmm. on the microphone and then just step over there and be like, oh, look at me talking on that yeah. microphone. Like, I'm uh, that close. Uh, Sure. To leaving my body. Is that normal? Um, it's all about the phone. It's like it's abduction by phone. It's not abduction. It's just a literally a feeling I'm having where I become very hyper aware that, that, that my brain is just sitting in my body that's holding this phone and, and that I don't, I don't need the body necessarily. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, are I, you I, just I, placating I feel, me? I mean, no, no, I think you're, you're probably just. Looking at the phone too much? Overly reliant on this thing. Okay. And it just feels like it's your, it's your lifeline. Especially now, it's your, it's a lifeline. Yeah. Yeah. He, he brought up the idea. It kind of shocked me, honestly, yesterday, the day before. He was like, just out of the blue, just, I think I'm just going to have a no phone day. And I was like, I can't, I don't even think that's possible, Mark. Because I think uh-huh. I'm leaving my body. Sure. Like, I'd like to, you know, okay. take a break and mm-hmm. get, you know, and just make sure I'm in, staying in my body. I I understand it. It's okay. uh, you're not sure where you where you end and this something. version of yourself begins. It's something about a brain technology interface. It's mm-hmm. not good. It's it's something about like all this talk about the singularity. Yeah. I I think I might be the only one that knows it's happened already. Uh-huh. So this is well, is this your next special? It's going to just be a phone, a phone on a stool. A phone on a stool is your next special. <laughs> it's just like you come out and you turn it on. And then no, you, you don't even leave. need a set design. I don't even know if you'd need an audience. Let me see. Phone on a stool. Yeah. I don't know. I, I interviewed Jeff Dunham the other day. Uh-huh. How'd that go? Great. I didn't, it hasn't come out yet. No, he seems really interesting to me. Does he? I'm serious. Yeah, oh, no, he is. He's... Didn't you, like, I, I realized, like, the, what got me into it, and, and I talked to him about, you know, like, how did it feel when assholes like me were like Jeff Dunham, uh-huh. puppet yeah, yeah. guy? Uh-huh. So, but, like, when I was very young, I, I liked ventriloquism. It's funny. Yeah, it didn't you be like really it? Fun. Look, I, I, I good at it. I had a doll. Well, it's uh-huh. also a crazy skill. Like, it's nuts. Yeah. I had a doll. I had a, uh, uh, did he look like you? No, it was a Charlie McCarthy. <laughs> 
did he look like you? Hey, I wish. Well, now this sounds like some open challenge to the comedy community. <laughs> yeah, to make me Trust a visual Within, looks within like me. two weeks. People have nothing to Please. do now? Are you yeah. kidding? They're going to take my pictures of me from online and put it through their 3D printer. Oh, There's People are stuck in their homes with literally nowhere to go and nothing to do. I just wish someone would paint that last bit of my special. Mm-hmm. Where's the comic book I know, artist? right? The comic oh, book no, that's artist. coming. The whole yeah. Avengers it's thing. Gonna take, yeah. It's going to take half a year. It's, yeah. like the, it's like the chapel, assisting chapel yeah. feeling, you know? But somebody's gonna make a, masterpiece a, is being created then, as you as we speak. Yeah. Well, they're working on a ventriloquism dummy of you now. You're gonna be stuck with a version of then yourself. I can really get out of myself. Well, then I can leave. Then it can be like that movie with Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Yeah. Magic. Magic. Yeah. Exactly. You're just. I'm right there. We yeah. finally figured out how it's all gonna end for me. Yeah. Well, In the hotel room with a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> he. You know, it's so, do you feel like, do, do, do you both feel like there are these certain types of entertainers that I, I'm a, like a sucker for certain people that, like, I think Larry the Cable Guy is honestly a funny, traditional comedian. When you strip away the stupidity. I knew him when he was that. I knew him when he was Dan Whitney and uh-huh. he was doing spots at the store before uh-huh. Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. And he was just this guy. He had like kind of a mullety curly haircut uh-huh. and i think i don't remember where i used to see him there occasionally when i was a doorman okay yeah but he's just like he's good at what he does yeah. like he's a tech like he's he's a technician yep with no it. i can see that totally i can like if i'm down when i was going through my divorce i would watch um kevin james and brian regan mm-hmm. just the physicality thing sure people who are naturally funny physically and in control of that mm-hmm. forget about it yeah it's the best yeah like they're Look, Larry the K. Look, I think he's he's clearly panders and and caters. Might be a little wrong-minded. Might right? Be. Yeah, all of that stuff. Yeah. I'm not I'm not dismissing any of that part of it. Right. But I'm saying, but when you strip all of that away, underneath it is somebody who is good at their skill. Sure. And he's ahead of the. He's not behind the people that think he sucks. He's not behind the like that. He's 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 not figuring it out. Like, oh, this guy's bad. He doesn't know how to do this. He definitely knows how to do it. Oh yeah, he like he, he not only knows how to do it, he created a character and he he like I talked to some guy, I remember like um there was some guy I like some guy no one would know. And I don't even know him anymore, a comic I work with who was talking about working with Larry the Cable Guy uh-huh. and negatively speaking, like, Oh, that guy, he like gets up at five in the morning to do morning radio on the phone from the hotel for the next town he's going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you mean he's Focused and <laughs> yeah, he's really working to sell hard. Some tickets, yeah, <laughs> like he's That's, selling out or something. Yeah. Jesus, but where's like the? Isn't there a line with that though? When you look at like ambition, I mean, yeah, well, ambition, yeah, exactly. Okay. I know like, where this goes. Well, maybe this is one. This goes to the 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 people that we you and I share. Oh, yeah. yeah, that but, hasn't changed. But, but you know what? I don't think one of them's doing so good. Mouth, just mouth the. Oh yeah, no. What's going to happen there? Yeah, no, that's a special adventure. Ted, <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching that that storybook play out. That show business tail end. Yeah. What's now, that? Where's that behind the comedy? That will. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah. Well, look, we'll see if that person has it in them to find their second act. That's right. That maybe- second, hey, hey, this is America. You can you can really fail two, three times. Oh yeah, four times ten. 
keep coming keep back, trying. As long, uh, look, you look at a, you look at like the red hot chili peppers, who like, no one wants that. They just didn't leave. And now suddenly it's like, they're like a legendary band, just because they simply didn't go away yeah. when they should have. Like, anybody else would have gotten the hint and been just like, yeah, yeah we're, maybe we're not very good. Well, they, it also it's important to seem like you're having a good time. Yeah. People, yeah. people like, oh yeah. People like fun more than like anything. Old guys bopping around as if yeah. willing to jump around with a sock on your dick. Yeah. With nothing else on. Oh, you're good to go. You've got <laughs> for, a, for decades. Yeah, for decades. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, I was watching, uh, I was, I was looking for like an early version of, uh, Everybody knows this is nowhere, like seeing how early of a clip there is of Neil Young playing that. Yeah. And then I couldn't find uh, like a video of it, but I did find the Red Hot Chili Peppers doing it. And it was just like, I think this song's indestructible because (laughs) it it still sounds pretty good with these guys doing it. Like these guys were not able to kill, like they would kill, like when they did like Fire by Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think I like that song anymore. Well, like, I think, I think they yeah. killed it. Like, well, they, here's one thing I always say about them. Like, cause you, everyone knows, like, there is musicianship involved there and they've had yeah. some good guitar players. But for as long as I've listened to them, I, and I've always said it in this tone, like, he can't sing, right? <laughs> no, mean, that's right. He's not. It's just about enthusiasm. <laughs> and that's the fun part of it. That's when it comes down to just like, man, they're, they're having fun. Yeah, but, and the, there's a lot of comedy now that is more fun based than funny. Well, based. I think the mistake, the problem that that causes is, it's, is it spreads this idea that everybody can do everything. Yeah, and they can't. Mm-hmm. The one thing Twitter has showed us is that many people not so funny. No, Twitter. Yeah, but I'm not. talking about laymen. Like you know, there is a certain professionalism to it. Yeah. Oh no, and it's it's it, there. It's also a big bummer when. Uh, when people you know are funny, it's just like, ooh, you're not funny on Twitter. I, d- I stopped doing Twitter because I got tired of uh, regular people tagging my shit. Uh-huh. And they do better than me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. why didn't I think of that angle? Yeah. Who is that guy with seven followers just tagged the shit out of that <laughs> joke? And clean I didn't your come clock. up with that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't come up with that angle. Well, that's how you got to get. Then you've got to get into like uh, Robin Williams territory to send him a check. <laughs> just, just rewrite it. Yeah, you just tag take it. it. Yeah. Take it, the guy gets yeah. Venmoed five hundred dollars from from Mark Maron. I, I some guy did it years ago. He tweeted something, and I I, I said like, "Can I use that?" Uh huh. And he's like, "Yep." I mean, I built the idle premise already around it. Yeah. But he just had this little thing, and I'm like, "Do you mind?" He's like, "No, <laughs> go ahead. Great." But you right you... before we filmed your last special, uh, too real. Of some kind? No, oh. I'm not. But. But there was a tag that came about very last minute, right? Wasn't am I crazy? Oh, that I came up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was the monkey thing. It was the cat. Right. But the cat saying like, you know, I don't know how much time I have left. Yeah, yeah. I think came up like day of. Or yeah. Day yeah. That's how I'm gonna end it. Because the other <laughs> ending was grim. It was the guy dying. Right. Right. And the nurse saying, "It's okay, baby." It really is. The last two of his specials are both so good, and I'm not just saying that because I directed both of them. They really are genuinely fantastic. So the only people that can do this show now are people that have their own mics? Yeah, I think so. I don't want to. I have a spare mic that I haven't touched, but I guess one person. I guess the way it works is one person can who doesn't have a microphone can do it, and then I'm There's stuck no with a mic until this a mic? is over. There's no way to. Yeah, I mean, I can, but I don't want to be the person that is just like, hey, thanks a lot. 
I did the Got thing, it. and two days later, I'm oh, sick. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to be that guy well, either. Well, if you present it, if it's sterilized, you present it to... Yeah, that's a tough one. I was I, trying to... I thought you were going to throw a mic, not just a cord, but a mic, and I was like, how is he going to not hurt the mic? And I imagine it would be all wrapped up in bubble wrap, and you just toss it like a football. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to... Uh, I can do that one time. All right. And then it'll just be like... I, I'd like to reach out... It's original packaging. Yeah. Future guests of this particular incarnation yeah. of the best show in that... I think if you have one of those, um, you know, those like chairs people bring to concerts on the lawn, uh-huh. you know, maybe a fold-out chair, sure, of some kind would be good. Because yeah. oh. I don't expect you to supply. Oh that, no, no, but... no! What I what I can do is I can have that, and I could just pop my trunk, and just go like, just go to my trunk, there get you the go. chair. That's, that's good. And yeah. I could also have like a gift bag in the trunk for <laughs> people who appear. Like, hey, thanks for being on the show. I press my trunk button, pop and it, it pops up. Are you is um, are you going to clean the chair? Oh, I would have to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm and not the gonna, gift bag. I'm not looking for, uh, and the gift bag would be clean. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. This might be the way it's going to be. Yeah. For what a are, long, long, What are you going to do with time. the show now? Well, we're good for a few weeks. We've got interviews, but and I'm hoping that, they, you know, podcast has been sanctioned. It's within the, uh, um, exemptive essential. Essential. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. We just looked it up. Oh, yeah. so like, thank God, right? It's on the order from the health department that, it's a, a what an essential job, a media news podcast. It said podcast right on mm-hmm. there. Podcast, okay. Right. But it's a little vague. I mean, that's all it says is that they're allowed. But it's like, well, well how mean, do you do it? Yeah, I doesn't mean, mean everyone because I think it's like exactly. seven people. Don't I mean, obviously, have a podcast if it's a person right alone now. with a mic, that's one thing. But if you're going to have guests, like, don't you want to have some kind of protocol? Yeah. You know? So I well, mean. I think if we're responsible. Yeah, I can, I can offer the environment where I can say, like, I'm the only one here. Mm-hmm. If you come over. Yeah. I've got wipes. Yeah. I've got spray. Sure. And, and, and you've sprayed everything down first. I think you can tell them that too. Like you... Yeah, but who am I inviting over? How, how big of a freak is this person? Like, I don't know, man. It's yeah. somebody who actually doesn't want to get sick and die. That's who it is. Any average schmo would want to make sure they're not touching a yeah. germ infested you know. When they have the home test kits, we'll be able to just be like, look, you want me to do it in front of you? Yeah. Okay. How long does it take for the test, to, for the the results to come back? I don't know. Because then you'll just be like. Wait till tomorrow. Yeah. Hang and out. You're, you're going to have to tell uh, you know Danny DeVito to cool out on the front porch. That's one of my favorite ones where he's like, I was waiting for you to ask me to be on this. As if you were just like, nah, let's pass. like. You finally got me on the show. I wanted to do it for years. And you're like, we really were, like, we were not saying no to you. He's like, I wanted to do it, and you said no. Did he say that? He was so insistent yeah. that finally you let him in the door yeah. to do the podcast. You know, you know that guy, that guy delivers all the time. Oh, it's unbelievable. Every time. We just yeah. watch him in The Rainmaker. Oh, my God. He's so brilliant. He's Rainmaker. so Was brilliant. that the Rainmaker. Coppola movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd never seen it before. No, I've never seen the movie. It's great. It's pretty great. I was oh, impressed. Like oh, my God. The best. It was when Claire Danes was still in her sort of just just poster mm-hmm. at the same time, maybe, as So-Called Life, My So-Called Life. Just this. There was something about her at that age, at that early era, where she was so vulnerable. And your heart just breaks every time you look at her. Anyway, mine. Anyway, had a real soft spot for her. So yeah, she, she liked it, but DeVito plays this schlumpy little lawyer, and he's genius. It's it's Damon Matt looks Damon, like he's a thirteen year old, yeah, a thirteen year old lawyer, law student. He looks so young. 
And then just by weird coincidence, because I was thinking about sobriety movies, I watched, I made her watch Changing Lanes the next night. Okay. Which is Affleck at around the same age as a, as a lawyer, a different type of lawyer. Sure. That's it's, the one with him and Sam Jackson. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's hard to, to buy that it's like one day, mm-hmm. but it's nice to see Samuel Jackson portraying just a regular guy uh-huh. and not having an, not the reason to go over the top with everything he says. Sure. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. Did you make it? It was, it was nice. I, I like, no, no. No. <laughs> I love Sam Jackson in that role. Hi. Hi. And once you? you explained to me, he's always said that it's his favorite movie about sobriety. But it's not about, I mean, sobriety movie, mm-hmm. but it's not about sobriety. But I understand that how it it's a... Sam Jackson is trying to stay sober, mm-hmm. and this Wall Street lawyer hits his car when he's on the way to to meet for a, a meeting with the judge and his wife and kids who he's trying to hold on to uh-huh. and he doesn't make the meeting and he's got to stay sober while while fighting with the urge to kill Ben Affleck yeah. and hold the 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 paperwork that he accidentally got hostage and and they, they just go at it and you know there's a scene there where he sits in the bar with that drink and doesn't take it he calls he calls William Hurt his mm-hmm. sponsor who, 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 you know, wasn't a lot of help in that particular situation, but he, sure. he chose not to drink, and he did try to kill Ben Affleck by taking the lug nuts out of his tire. Well, it's up with so. And then Ben Affleck hired a guy to erase his entire life online, uh-huh. and and through it all, Jack, Samuel Jackson does not drink. And at the end, they apologize to each other. Well, but it's really to. You know what I'm saying, Tom, is the program works. Okay. Um. <laughs> This is, this is. It's, to me, it's much more about how you can be sober, but not actually recovered, right? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Lynn. (laughs) (laughs) What? What kind of bullshit is that? Why don't we, we'll talk about it later. What, what are you going to do now, Lynn? You're. You're on ice. You can't make him. At least oh, man. Mark can talk into a microphone and it's, but you ha- you need. It turns out, like I've got every, I know so many people who have office jobs, my brother, my sister-in-law, some of my friends, they, and they're all working from home. Everybody's like working from home. It's mm-hmm. not easy. They can't do meetings or whatever. It's hard. You're going to do it all in Zoom, whatever. Sure. It turns out you can't make TV shows or movies from home. No. You can't do it. So we are really, up shaker. Yeah. We are there's like 150,000 people yeah. who are just up shit creek. People are making shows from home. John Oliver did it almost from home the other day. It was okay. Yeah. Sure. I yeah. think it's only a very well sh- yeah, but yeah. Sure. Her and I are going to finish the script we've been working on for 3 years, I think. Okay. That's good. And she just has to break it down into scenes and then we're going to make a new outline and finish it. We're about 90 pages in. That's great. It's true. What are you laughing at? <laughs> What? Every time. Every time I say, okay, well, let's maybe, so maybe we like carve out a couple hours and a couple, you know, like Thursday to, like, I can't stand writing. I hate it. I hate writing. I can't do it. It's torture. (laughs) Hate it. When you wrote your book, your books. The worst. The worst experience. It's just the worst. I can't stand it. Because I'm doing that now. How's it for you? It's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. It was literally the hardest thing I've ever done. It's just hanging over you, Tom. It's hanging over you. It's like you wake up. Yeah. It's just like, well, I guess I can get it. It feels like this is what it, to me, this is what it feels like. I wake up. The proposition is for me to go get a hammer and crack my head open and then like sort through 
what, and then turn that into words, and then I have to scoop all the stuff back and put it back, and then do it again. It's just like, of course, I want to do anything other than this. It's so hard. It's It's just just so sure of it. There's once, like every once in a while, when you're writing, like I don't call myself a writer. I What is this now? (laughs) That's menacing. The jack booted helicopters. Jeez, Louise. I don't even. I don't even see. Oh, there it is. It's so loud. Yeah, that's. Yeah, we're just gonna let that pass by. Okay. Are we clear? <laughs> yeah. You know. You know when a. They've been strafed. Our. <laughs> okay. Yeah, when a mist starts coming out of those, that's when we're in trouble. Yeah, that's next. Is when it's just yeah. like, yeah, the spray. The, no, they do the, that now. The choppers are gonna yeah. start spraying oh, the streets. Spray. Get Wait, inside. Is this our house. Yeah, it'll be like close encounters when they're just like they'll be dropping dead, dead mm-hmm. cows on the side of the road saying. Don't go near the mountain. There's a there's a, a chemical spill. Sure, everybody's dying because the air is poisoned. You find we out found it's not the monkey. real. <laughs> yeah, you so, never find the monkey. Oh, writing no. the uh, well, the first book, Jerusalem Syndrome. I the one thing about writing is that if you and I'm sure writers experience this a lot, but if you're new to writing, is if you get into it, you will find things about yourself that you didn't know or mm-hmm. you didn't have in a, a, a sort of context or you'll find memories you didn't think you had. You'll have thoughts about things that you've done or have been through that you, you've never articulated before because you don't usually write them down. Yeah. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're kind of the the it's sort of sometimes few and far between when that happens and just the chore of writing. I was fortunate in the second book, Attempting Normal, that for about the first 300 episodes or more, I had a, this fan who was very dedicated and would transcribe all of my monologues. Mm-hmm. So I had like over a thousand pages of me talking about stuff. So I was able to sort of use that as a template. And Amy. I, huh? Amy. Yeah. yeah. Amy. Amy you know Amy? Does she I listen do. to you too? She does, yeah. Oh. She helps me with some things here and there. She's oh, great. She, she helps she, with the I don't think she's. And... Uh, I don't think she likes me anymore. I think oh, she, she definitely likes you. Oh, I thought she moved past me. No, she okay. likes you. Well, you say hi to her for I me. I will. And... You can say hi right now. Well, I'm, I'm always grateful for the work that Amy did. She made that second book happen. She's great. She great. helps me a lot. Is she okay? <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Good. I think she's, I think she's doing well. Super another, fan Amy. Another New Jersey person. Yeah. Yeah. So the second book that helped you. They helped uh, me have have to have the the sort of uh, the stuff I've already said as the meat of it, which is also how I wrote the first book was based on a one person show that I kind of expanded. So it's always better to see my thoughts that I have said in the moment out loud on paper to sort of get started with things, or else I get too writerly and yeah. I overwrite and it's stupid. Yeah. That was the biggest thing about editors. Like the first one was sort of like I think you could cut this whole piece out here. I'm mm-hmm. like, but that was poetry. Yeah, that that took the most time to do. That whole book is poetry. It's it really is beautifully crafted. You can tell he put a lot of effort into it. The Jerusalem Syndrome. syndrome. It's like very well crafted. I I love how it's written. I will say, waiting for the punch. You just took it one step further and actually used transcriptions of your words. You and Lynn let Brendan actually edit the whole thing together. But those the 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 sort of intros, the prologues to every chapter are be- very beautifully well, written. Were punch. those hard to yeah? Waiting for the, waiting punch? For the punch was oh, that they, hard not to write? Normal. No, no, waiting normal. for the punch. Waiting for the punch. I'm talking about the last book. That oh, writing the intros. To each your chapter? name is on. Yeah, how hard was that? Well, then, um, excuse us, Tom. The, no, no. <laughs> I'm excited. This, I'm, 
to be honest with you, Brendan had to do that thing where it's sort of like, so uh, you're going to have to get those done uh, uh-huh. by uh, next week. I'm like, I know, man. Uh-huh. I know. Yeah. Get off my back. <laughs> it's just like I don't write that much. And, and he was like, you write every week, dude. Because mm-hmm. I write that update. Yeah, yeah. And that was more like writing that. Like it was all sort of impulsive writing, you know, just kind of to focus on it and, and get it done uh, honestly. Yeah. People are out walking. That's yeah. good. The, uh, yeah, I was showing somebody that, like, for waiting for the punch, it's like, yeah, I'm in here in a few spots. I showed them, the, it's just like, it's like failure. <laughs> like, <laughs> the chapters is like, like, ah, good to see Tom still on brand. <laughs> like, like, I love that book. It was so like much. defeat. The only, the, the only thing that we fucked up in that book. Uh huh. Out of all things we could have fucked up. And yeah. Brendan is so meticulous. Yeah. Is that, uh, we misspelled John Glazer's name. Out of okay. all the people in the world, oh, sure, God. that mm-hmm. you're gonna, mm-hmm. and I think we, I think he's a J O N, and I think it got by us after several different copy editings. Sure, it's J O H N, and he literally, I think he emailed Brendan asking, "Who's John Glazer?" J O H N. I'm like, yeah. "What can I do to make this right?" Uh huh. And I, I, well, I think I offered him money to show up at. Every reading that I did from the book uh-huh. to stand up and go, you misspelled my name. Yeah, uh-huh. but he never responded. <laughs> He's so- you're you're exactly the same way with Mark with a K. You just you really it digs deep at you. Well, I can I tell. Understand. It's he's completely like warranted, and it's just, it just it it sits with me. It's a horrible thing. I think he's a funny guy. We had a great conversation. He was one of the first guests to uh, have to just show up asking for food. Um, I cooked him a sausage. Okay. I cooked John Glazer a sausage, and I, I think he was the first one that I fed. The first guest you fed. Yeah, and then I uh, later I fed uh, Roseanne Mellon, and okay. I fed um, Abby and uh, Alana. Abby and Alana had puffins. Okay. Yep. Sure. Barbara's puffins. That's right. Who, yep. Who's, and, uh, who's brought the nicest things over? Well, that would have to Randall be. Park. Randall Park brought brought a knife. And what else did he bring? And then the other park. Both parks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Uh, uh, um, not the... Uh, Pack. Anderson Pack and Randall Park. Okay. Both brought gifts. But apparently, it, apparently it's a Korean thing. But uh, Mandy Moore brought some nice cookies. Okay. Yeah, for sure. sure. And, um, yeah, there's been... You know, people. Tandy, Tandy Newton. Tandy Newton sent me flowers. Very nice flowers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I fed Kristen Bell like a full meal mm-hmm. over here. Okay. Because she was famished, and, and I showed her what I had left over, and she's like, this is exactly what I eat at my house. Uh-huh. And that was nice. And you cooked that, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, it's, it's nice. It's nice. And these now, these are the people you can knock on their door when this world falls apart. For toilet paper. Yeah. Remember? Kristen Bell. Yeah. You can get a buzz, a buzz at the gate. She's got to have plenty. Yeah, just, just throw it over the wall. Yeah, I'll be right? here at, just, yeah, at their new house Yeah, they've just, rebuilt. I wonder if that's done yet. Just throw me an eight-pack <laughs> over the wall. You know, for a while, Dax was just doing his podcast in this, like, studio above this garage, and the entire house was, like, being rebuilt. Like, uh-huh. it was nothing but a construction site, <laughs> but Dax was up there. Uh-huh. So it's just <laughs> in sounds of jackhammers in the background. I don't know if it did. I don't know, but I remember that when I did it, I was I was on that thing first. Mm-hmm. I was one of the first guests on his show that is uh, homage to my show. I wanted to be there to help him, you know, sure. slam the champagne bottle into the 
the, the, side, yeah, the, the, the side of the, the ship the, there. Yeah, exactly. That had my name crossed off it. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it wow. starts. It is funny that. <laughs> is that wrong? No resentment. No, None. but it's I like, it, but it's. Sense any. The, you started, a, like, you did not invent conversations and you never, you're not of claiming. Not. You I'm did. kidding. I never of course did. You, but, and but, he's got someone in there with him. I don't, I don't, I don't have that, any of that kind of resentment. No, but there's a certain kind of thing where you definitely, you definitely cracked a code on a format right. that was very adaptable for a lot of people. The, the the episode that dropped today was Utkarsh Ambutkar, and he talks, he says something really sweet, which neither of you pointed out, but he said, you know, I'm a huge, 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 huge fan. Like, you just totally influenced me, and in fact, I had a podcast of my own, and he based his podcast, which only lasted for a year and a half, on the thing that happens often, or especially early on in Mark's podcast, where there's somebody he's known for a very long time and he's like, okay, so we need to deal with this because I know I was a dick to you. Was I a dick to you? And, and then they talk about and they get through this thing. Well, yeah, you were kind of a dick to me, but I was a dick to you too. And they go back over this sort of history of being dicks. And then that, that was what he based an entire, his entire podcast on. Uh-huh. Uh, Utkarsh was, and he, what, it, what I gleaned was that he's just was never a dick to anybody because he said it's, it was actually called like, all about me or something. Let's talk about me. Uh, yeah. And it was supposed to be going back in history with these people and saying, okay, so I know we had a thing or like, what did I do to be a dick to you or whatever? And it would just turned into a, a compliment fest. Like uh-huh. people would just come on and say, you've always been wonderful, man. Like, uh, I just love you so much. And I just thought that was really he funny. He was a dick. It turns out he wasn't one. I, on the other hand, <laughs> was an actual dick. No. But that guy, Utkarsh, you know that guy? No. He's funny. Oh, so did you see Britney runs a marathon? Yes. He plays that guy. Oh, Her friend okay. who becomes. Yeah, yeah. And did you oh, see the Oscars this year by any chance? I did not. Oh, he did. The, he was the best part of the Oscars. He came out for like 30 seconds and he did a, a freestyle rap on what had happened so far during the Oscars. Okay. And it was brilliant. He's so, he's so on the ball and funny. But the real story for him is that like he was, you know, part of Lynn, Lynn Manuel Miranda's crew. Sure. And they pretty, Lynn had pretty much, Lynn Manuel had pretty much written him into the original Hamilton and he was got he just fucked himself. He was drinking and he just he blew Hamilton. Uh-huh. He blew it. Yeah. And that's like he's a sober guy now. But yeah. that's a pretty good story. Yeah. That you know like he, well, that's he was a, in all the developmental phases of it, you know. And oh yeah. Like, and then to just be part. like Yeah. Just fucked it up to be looking outside, looking in on yeah. that. There's a story of redemption right there. It got, you know, second chances right yeah. there. He freestyle, he's a great rapper, and mm-hmm. I don't know what that even means. They do it at the end of the episode, right? Uh-huh. He does some freestyling okay. at the end. I play a little guitar riff, and he, he does the thing. Like, cause mm-hmm. when someone says that, like, I rap and whatever, you're like, okay. Yeah. But he's, he's good. really good. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. He's well, like I'm genius. Gonna, I'm going to listen to it. I'm listening to this Barry Sonnenfeld audio book. He's right supposed now. to do my show. He just wrote me an email about my special. Uh huh. I have the book. Yeah. But he's not, no one's flying anywhere. He was scheduled, I think, for like last Sunday. Uh huh. But he instead wrote a very nice letter and sent it through Brendan that he enjoyed my special. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And he said something very funny. I can't remember why. He's a funny guy. I started I think, reading the book. Yeah. Book's funny. Yeah. Now, Lynn, when you work on these things, you, cause you've moved into television as much as feature stuff. Which means that you're doing things that are not necessarily self-generated, where so much of your stuff's been self-generated. Like, was that, was that, is that a skill set? Was that a skill set you always had in you? Did that come out of your editing background and working in things? Where, yeah, like, that's how a good do you, point. How's that editing adaptability is like, happen? You know, you've got to be, 
I've always wanted to be a part of the crew. Like I started making movies in Seattle with this very, you know, as a part of this very small, tight filmmaking community. And I was, my friends were my crew. Like they, they, you know, they were just, we were all on the same level. And when somebody in my crew, you know, was like, I'm going to make my movie. Here's a short or here's a, I always felt uh, bummed out because I couldn't just, all my friends would jump up and say, okay, let me work on your movie. I had no skill set to offer because I really was just a director. Sure. So if you're not, if it's not your thing, you know, you're, as a yeah. movie, in a movie, you can't really offer anything. So I'd show up and like take some still photographs, you know, photography and like bring chocolate. Sure. And that was like all I could do. Which and just seemed- hang out on set because I wanted to be with my friends, you know. I'm like, why can't I just be a part of the crew? So I actually really do like that aspect of television where the, for people who don't know, in, in movies, directors are generally the one who are, have the final say and how it goes or sort of the final gatekeeper. They're the ones who are the creative visionary. Even if they didn't write the script, they're the one who kind of gets to, the ones who get to actually execute their vision. Sure. To varying degrees of, creative control depending on how many millions of dollars and how many you know what their contract says or whatever but if mm-hmm. it's very independent like the way i've always worked you, you tend to get a lot of creative control but in um the director's role is very different in television if you're not also the creator because uh it's the writer the writers are the ones the the, the creator and the showrunner are writers and then you're working in uh service to their vision as a director so it's a much more collaborative role. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always collaborative. You've got to work with a team of people. But in this case, it's like I'm, ch- I'm channeling somebody else's creative vision. And I do enjoy it as long as I respect the people I'm working with and they respect me. And it's a mutual like the one I'm working on with you. Yeah. I mean, my God, I've, I've never had a better time. Oh, that's awesome. Cause, yeah. Because then it feels like if you could if you trust everybody, you can you can let go of a little bit of your kind of proprietary territorial stuff. Because you know it's for the for the greater yeah, good. Yeah, if everybody's, everybody's working in service of the project yeah. itself, and mm-hmm. if they can, we can all are a little bit more fluid with our egos, mm-hmm. and it's not just like I have to get credit for that, or it's why we have to do it this way because it's my idea, and yeah. you know, if, if everybody's just looking for the best idea, mm-hmm. um, and if there's also a matter of if everybody's competent and confident in their own skills, it's easier for them to sort of find the right people to work with and then trust them to do their job. And anyway, if it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I do enjoy that. It's also, it's easier for me to do, be in a, that super collaborative position because I'm just, I've made eight movies and I'm going to keep making movies yeah. and I know I'm going to get a chance to be the one who's completely the control freaky one mm-hmm. in control. You know? Because some things have been generated, self-generated and other things you like, like there's only one movie I made that wasn't, I didn't write, which was or laggies. Wasn't the one who brought it into, right. yeah. Laggies was brought that? to me with, yeah. by the writer and the producer who'd been developing it with her. Mm-hmm. And they asked if I would direct it and I was like, Okay. Yeah, it seems sort of like something I would have written. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But having yeah. gone through that, I would do you feel did you feel something missing like you you need that to have been there from the beginning? Is there a part of you that do you feel like it's for me to really be 100% in the idea has to I have to be there for the birth of the idea? I kind of I would I'm interested in I I'm definitely I definitely entertained scripts that have come my way, movie scripts have come my way as in that, you know, similar fashion, I've entertained the idea of it. I think I would be a little bit more, I would take over a little bit more than I did. Like there were, I think it was because I'd only ever worked with an, another writer 
in the television mm-hmm. realm. So I was used to that relationship. And Andrea Siegel, bless her heart, the writer of Laggies, they're back. They're back. Kept having to remind me. She'd be like, Lynn, you're the director of this. Like, you don't need to ask my permission to change such as, you know, anything mm-hmm. about the script. And she was so good about get, taking notes that I gave her. And, and if I wanted to just try my hand at rewriting a scene, she was cool with that. But, um, so I'm very proud of that movie, but I, it was a harder process for me than I thought it would be to really make it my own. Sure. And so it does help if I'm in the, on the ground floor. Like what I'd really like to do is work with another writer. I'd love to work with another writer I really respect and have them do the, the horrible job we've been discussing of writing. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm developing it with them. Yeah. You know, and, and we're, but it's, so it's collaborative, but they're really doing the bulk of the, I think that would be great. But I have found that in, in term, in general, writing, the process of writing, which I do like, cause I like the control of being able to think, but, you know, say what's going to have a say over what's going to be said and what's going to happen. I do f- enjoy it much more with another person. I think yeah. writing alone is total agony. But I disagree with Mark. I keep trying to remind him or, or convince him, try, trying to convince him that it's okay. easier with another person. But he I, forgets. I, I believe that's true. I'm just like for some reason when she for some there's certain things that people say like 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 maybe we should take a look at that script again. It's just <laughs> I mean, it triggers something in me that is so childish mm-hmm. that it's literally like what what if I don't want to. Like, it's like that. It's that tone. Like, maybe uh-huh. maybe I'm going to go out and play. And we'll do it after I go out and play. How do you feel about that? Uh-huh. I've been, you know what I've been thinking about for the last five minutes is, like, that I have a very fluid ego. Uh-huh. It's fluid. Sure. Yeah. Like, how, how so? I don't know, but she said something where she's like, if everyone's ego is fluid, and I realize, like, mine is fluid. Uh-huh. It gets all over everything. Uh-huh. It's toxic. Oh, so you mean it's like it's okay? <laughs> yeah, I thought you like meant it kind of like fluid sometimes. ebbs and flows because no, it does that too. Sure. But it's definitely a flammable fluid. Like the um, what did we just see? Didn't we just see a movie where there was a fluid problem? Oh yeah, we just watched Wages of Fear. Like it's sure. like nitroglycerin style. Like if my yeah. ego was on a truck, I was driving. Mm-hmm. I had to be very careful with the truck. Yeah, with the bumps. That's, yeah, going two miles an hour through oh, the jungle. The, the podcast police. The, Just um, checking in. Are you guys just doing a podcast? Yep, it's it's essential. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. It's essential and we're sanitary. Yeah. Work. Look at the paperwork. Yeah. Let's check those iTunes ratings. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, it checks out. Yeah. Yeah. This is exactly. the best show and I'm yeah. WTF. Only yeah. podcasts above a certain <laughs> iTunes rating. That's yeah. You're going to have to come over and we'll have to do another Mark and Tom. That's, oh, what, yeah. that's the future of WTF. Oh, no. It's be a series of Mark and Tom should be these weird <laughs> cries from a bunker. People. Now, Lynn, do you feel like, would you, isn't it weird when you think of like genre, like the directors that just do like genre things? They just be like the way it used to be where they'd be like, yeah, now I'm doing this, this detective picture. And they like the idea to, to just shift from thing to thing. Like Lamette. Yeah. To just bounce from project to project. Yeah. And it's just like, like the journeyman. genre to genre. Yeah. 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 I, I, well, it's, uh, there's always, there's often still a thread. Like I was just listening to Pete Berg, which I didn't think I would have anything in common with the, with Pete Berg. So I sort of put off listening to his episode on WTF. And then I'm listening to him. I'm like, God, I'm like the girl version of this guy. Like uh-huh. this is crazy. Um, we just, we have some things in common. I don't do certain things that he does, but I do do some. Um, but he was talked at the end. Like I don't, <laughs> I, don't bo- I don't box. I don't manhandle my, uh-huh. my current, my, uh, camera operators. 
but I like to be, you know, very, very efficient. I like to have a lot of momentum. I like loose, you know, both in, in sort of improvisatory camera and also working with the actors. You know, I like, there's a lot of things that we overlap on actually, but he talked about at the end, uh, of this podcast. He says, you know what I really just want to do? I just want to do a love story. Just a guy and a girl, you know, on the beach somewhere. And he's like, I'm actually writing a script. Uh-huh. And then he says, of course, you know, I mean, there's also a military component to it. Classic. It's like, Wahlberg's oh, okay. The lead. Wahlberg's yeah. the lead. Yeah. So there are certain things, you know, that, that, uh, even when they try and break out of their genre, sure, it doesn't always. Story of a guy and a girl and a tank. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, exactly. just like he kind of yeah, still kind of can't shed. How romantic is that? Yeah. That's well, my neighbor. I guess he's working. He works in the show business. Huh. Worked. Interesting. He just came home and, and took like basically his stuff out of his car, briefcase. Well, he might have an office, you know, where he's just alone somewhere. Hmm. So what are we going to do now? Is this it? This is I do. It? My show is from my car. <laughs> this is apparently my this is my new reality. Yeah. Is me driving around with a Zoom recorder. Why can't you still do it regular? Because I need a, I need a, a dedicated studio uh. that has like a phone system in it. And I was going into Forever Dog and using theirs. Uh. And then they're, they're, they're quarantined now. But there must be, like, I was talking to Mark and encouraging him to do, figure out how to do phoners. And he, and he was saying, well, we don't have an ISD, ISD line and a hard, you know, and I understand well, there, all that. There's, there's got to be new ways. Absolutely. There yeah. is. And it's, that's, we're, we're going to nail some of those Skype? things down. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I, I, I've got an old Telos machine. Yeah. Like a rack Telos. You have to plug that thing in. It'll be like, uh, Independence Day. That's how you beat the virus is the old technology. <laughs> I don't even know, dude, if I have a, a independent phone line. Uh huh. I'm sure I do. I got to ask Spectrum what the number is. I don't because I don't use it. I I'm, use the Wi-Fi. Yeah, they're probably getting calls all the time of people just like trying to find out the basics. What's my phone number? Yeah, what's my phone? But because um, I don't have I don't have a phone mm-hmm. in there. But but the Telos doesn't. It, it's a big complicated machine that I don't think you really need anymore because it doesn't change the quality of anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It still sounds like a phone call. You can just plug it in with an XLR XLR cable into yeah. a mixer. Sure. There's ways to get good quality uh, audio remotely on the yeah. computer, or or you have the other person download a certain app or whatever, and then they can record it on their end. There's different ways, even if they're not. I think I could do it if I did an interview where I'm looking at the person. Uh huh. Like if we use the sound from a mm-hmm. Skype conversation, we could both see each other. Yeah. Just some kind of bond that yes. that yeah. you share. It's not That's just, not just a phone line. Yeah. 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 I wonder if we could do that. Yeah. There's got to be, well. Definitely. Even if you're using like Zoom or, or, yeah. or FaceTime or whatever for the audio, I mean for the visual part of it, but then you're, you're, you're it's recording. Getting, it's a matter of getting the audio out. Yeah, you know what's great is that right now people are hearing this and are screaming at it. Yeah. Saying like, like why don't yeah. you know the, you go, yeah. Just gotta get on. that one thing. Yeah. And Brendan is one of the people screaming at it. He's just like. He knows how to put it. How do you put, like, how do I plug the, how do I make the guy talking on that one machine <laughs> go through the other machine I have and back into the machine yeah. it came from to make a tape, uh, to record it so I can hear it again? Yeah. He might be the smartest guy Who, I've Brendan? ever met, Brendan. I know, it's wild. Right? Isn't, isn't it crazy? It's crazy? I really think 
He's got to be top three no, smartest it, people. about anything. Yeah. 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 It's just, uh, and he's always like right, no matter what the question is, whether it's about film, sports, yeah. politics, he's like, it's that he answers it as if he, he'd already thought it through. Like he'd already been thinking mm-hmm. about it. All the research. Yeah. He's the, he's the expert on it in any conversation. And I just end up listening to him. And it'll be a thing I brought up that I was ready to tell him about. So it's like, well, I guess you know a little bit more about it. You actually, and it's not like in a braggy or thing. It's like he just honestly has yeah. an in, intelligence. We're, we're about talking about things. Mark Marin's producer, yeah. Brendan McDonald. Yeah, Brendan, who. Right, you call him and you've got to tell him something. And then he, then you end up going like, oh, I didn't know that. Really? <laughs> oh, oh, so I didn't. Yeah, I was wrong, I think. <laughs> I've I've been doing that for a decade, dude. Yeah. For a, de- a decade of me going, like, oh right, so that's right. I didn't really think it all the way through. <laughs> and it's, I love that there are probably all these stand-ups who are just like, I just got to find a, a guy like that about Brendan. Oh yeah, everyone all the time. It's like, where you get that guy? I'm like, yeah, there is you no don't. Other. There was one, and you can't have mine. Sorry. Yeah, yeah just the whole, you. Know, I wonder who has approached him like stand-ups. Like, I wonder if it just like, I just picture, you know, picture like Dane Cook oh, or right. whatever, whoever, just whatever, What's like name. Marin's guy's name. Yeah. Who does Marin's Yeah, name? exactly. I'll just, I'll just poach him. Yeah. People yeah. have offered him jobs, believe me. Oh, I can only imagine <laughs> the people. Not stand-ups that I know of. Yeah. But, uh, he's, he's, he'll figure something out for you. With yeah. Oh no. He's like, uh, well, you know, what's really helpful is that, and, and I don't, you know, obviously putting, you know, stuff together for guests and stuff or, or, you know, we, we're both pretty good at picking up most of the information, but he'll be, he'll know a lot about certain people that I don't know anything about, uh, in terms of what they do. Like, you know, like the things that fascinate him that don't necessarily fascinate me, but, but I agree with him that it'd be a good guest. So he, it, for him to get me up to speed on them sure. is always exciting. Yeah. Like who's somebody that, that you remember him well, like Rick into- Baker, you know, oh, like yeah. the, the effects guy. Like, yeah. I think that's interesting. But, you know, he was – Brendan was able to frame it for for me. Like, you know, this is an area of show business we never talk about. Yeah. That no one – you know, no one's thoroughly gotten into. He's mm-hmm. done all this amazing work. Look at the arc – you know, the arc of his career and, and everything he's done. And, you know, contextualizing it like that. Like, to, like this is totally fitting for our show because, you know, you're talking to a creative guy who's important to move. You know, it's just putting it into context. What I – Yeah. I, I – people too. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think you should continue. I mean, I mean, obviously I'm a film person, so it's, but I really do think that people love those behind the scene, those, those kinds of ones. I think you could talk to Roger Deakins. I think you could talk to, you know, I mean, you talk to rock photographers like this. It's the same thing. Like if you talk to actual amazing, you know, award winning, um, cinematographers, editors, even, you know, like just oh, to yeah. talk about what their job just is. To talk you know? to the people who were there. That's like, why I was going to talk to Sonnenfeld yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I like doing those, you know, directors yeah. sort of are not easy to get. And, uh, but that Ethan Russell guy, I just gravitated to, towards. I was really hard to get. No, you weren't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, wouldn't you want to, wouldn't you, you know. You should w- see the book Ethan Russell sent me. I showed it uh-huh. to you. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the book's crazy. The, the about the tour. The, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I, you yeah. guys, before we veer yeah. too far off, I just have to give props to Brendan McDonald for not only being a great producer, but he is one of the best editors I've ever. Having been a former editor myself, I really recognize and appreciate his unbelievable editing skills because he edits the shit out of those interviews. Mm-hmm. Always, even the really good ones that aren't, you know, have don't have to be sort of pieced together. Um. But meticulous, meticulous yeah. and so beautiful and making them flow and just, I mean, he's 
he's brilliant. Well, the other thing I was going to say is that he, in terms of what you and I were talking about, it's like back at Air America when I met him when he was 24, mm-hmm. you know, I was just this kind of reactionary idiot, you know, was uh, that he had to deal with. I was a uh-huh. radio host, and I was like, hey, fuck Bush, though, right? Uh-huh. And, and <laughs> And we we had to get into these nuances where he, as a producer, really had to put things into context for me uh-huh. and tell me, you know, what the, the the deeper thoughts around policy and all that stuff. So if there's ever a need for us to, for him to really lock in and produce like that, uh huh, he can do it. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if we got important shit to do, like the president's coming, he's like, "This is what we're doing." I'm like, he, "I'm all ears, man." Sure, like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, you notice it's like it's like the invisible hand. It's like yeah. you notice bad editing, but you don't notice good editing. Oh no, yeah. You, well, some people need more than others, and it's really about shaping and, mm-hmm. and like he's able to find what what his gift is in in the process is that if he sees a theme or a through mm-hmm. line, he'll craft it with what he has in you know to honor that yeah. more, which yeah. is like it's crazy. Yeah. And the thing that's what people the podcast don't realize like you just get on and talk like there's some idiot who's like. Yeah, there, it doesn't. We don't need to go into specifics, but you know, someone, uh, a guest, was complaining, uh-huh. and it's so they're not happy. Yeah. And it's one, and it's crazy. But they're just sort of like they edited my thing, and it's like, yeah, we edited all of them. Then, but there's some other idiot. It's like, oh, that's so wrong for for a producer to edit a thing. I'm like, what's he talking about? Yeah. What, well, you, what planet do you think you're on? Yeah. <laughs> that things aren't edited. Well, and some of them would not be. That's they wouldn't crazy. be listenable unless he edited them because they're all they're so crazy oh, and rambling yeah. and like you know he makes them actually he makes people sound better mm-hmm. more intelligent more articulate you know that's really what he's doing yeah sounds- he works with a with what they've given us so it's not I'm not saying that people wouldn't be unlistenable uh-huh. but it, it's certainly a nicer experience yeah but they never the funny thing is is a lot of them don't seem to know that it's been done they're like God I really made sense that day yeah didn't I? oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's like <laughs> where'd that go the next time they do one it's like why do I keep saying um and like all the time. I really not put my thoughts together like I did on that WTF what episode. It, the, the thing he doesn't like is removing old people's noises. Like, uh, like, there's like they just gurgle and things. There's, yeah. There, there's things Waddle. Go, yeah, there's something going on. Rattle. The yeah, rattling. There's a rattling. There's, yeah. there's, there's things that they're not aware of. You get that tooth whistle. And something. Yeah. Right? Those are tricky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does it drive. It, I always wonder if it drives him crazy that. It, it doesn't seem like there's a place for sports on WTF, like because he's such a baseball fan and such a sports guy in some way that it's just. But that's just not your like. You'd have to talk to a sports person who you don't. You don't have a, an affinity a for. A few that. have come up, and we've been able to deal with. Like you know, I did Kareem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but there has to be a really sort of significant other angle to it. Sure. I, yeah. It's just going to, I'm just going to be lost. I got nothing against him. Well, no, no, but it's, it's, but it's no way for me to talk about that. Yeah. But, but it's just what Kareem, Kareem represents something so much larger than sports. Yeah. And just this, I mean, I, I feel like he's one of those people when he, when he's gone, people will, re- will realize it's just like, oh, that was an all time giant of a, of a f- cultural force yeah. who informed the world in so right. many different ways. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But like, he, but I'm like that with, even with like, you know, people like, you know, like Jeff Tweedy's coming on. I'm like, mm-hmm. I only really like the two records. Uh-huh. And there's, a, you know, <laughs> and then I kind of like figure it out, mm-hmm. you know, like figure out what's amazing about them and then like, you know, kind of cram 
with sure. musicians. Like cram, and I'll and I'll cram, yeah. and like kind of kind of you know, like figure out where I'm going with everything. But usually it works out. Yeah, it gets there. Yeah. Did you listen to the Malcolm's record? I didn't listen to it yet. Do you care about them? Yeah, I like him. He's good. It's yeah. pretty good. Matt Sweeney plays on it a lot. Okay. Wrong but time. yeah, he's playing his newly uh, newly uh, lifted uh, Modu Mokhtar. Okay. Riffs. okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's like worst case thing. If somebody's like, I didn't like that one. It's like, there's 4,000 more of them. Just go pick a different, like when people are, I don't know. And I, I think sometimes it's me just projecting my own things on where it's just like, it's like nobody's complaining as much as I think they're complaining. Yeah. We're like, I got to do a new thing or they're going to be furious. It's like, they know I'm a person. Yeah, but we they... invent that guy, Tom. When yeah. He, I mean, it's like, you know, we, that guy's lived in my head since I was a child. Yeah. It's like, nah, here comes this guy. Yeah. They're going to hate me. Yeah, yeah. He stinks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything he's done stinks. <laughs> I don't know why he thinks he's good. Yeah. And then every once in a while, someone online or on the comment board mm-hmm. will be that guy, and you're like, yeah. how'd he get out? Yeah. Do you have a... <laughs> That's what you should always think. It's like they just hit that one note and you're like, oh, see, see. And out of everything you've done, yeah. all the hours and all the compliments, the one dude that, that just, that con- that hits your inner dialogue mm-hmm. on the nose, yeah. you're like, see, oh man, see, whenever, whenever somebody can hit a bullseye oh, it's the worst. and it's like, the thing is you can't let them know they hit the bullseye, first of all, but you know, it's just like, you got me on that one. Like just at home alone, it's like. Well, that was a direct hit. Right. I can never show anybody, tell anybody why that was a direct hit, but yeah. congratulations on that. I always want, you always want to say like, well, Good you job. actually, yeah. you actually did it. Yeah. I can't respond to him. Like no. there's, there's certain people that are so in tune with what I do. You're one of them where you'll, you'll know in an interview where you're like, oh, you didn't, you didn't like I immediately one. will text Brendan. I'll just be like, man, ah, this is a good one. Mark's, Mark's, like, I could tell where Mark's head's at on this one. Like, well, I could tell where Mark clicked the, started to look out the window a little bit. <laughs> like, I can hear. And then Brenda will go, yup. <laughs> and then he'll be like, well, get ready for this next one. <laughs> it'll be like. I'm glad you guys are having a good time. Yeah. Well, yeah. he just like, cause he knows I can hear it. That I'm hearing like the game within the game, yes. and I think he, I think maybe he's happy that somebody is like tracking the minutia. Oh, dude! Wait, sometimes when when like I'll tell him, sometimes I'm wrong, and like, and it's better than I think. But sometimes like I just don't like he knows, he <laughs> knows when I had to work. You uh-huh. know, where yeah. like I'm just I'm just digging a hole where yeah. there's probably no water. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like you hear cone like. Conan would talk about, maybe I don't know if this is a thing, but I remember just hearing, he would just be like, there's these certain guests, I, they come on, and they're like, they're dead on every other talk show, and they come on, and then I'm like dancing and pulling everything out of them, and then they come off as fun, and then there's like, I only do that guy's show. It's like he gets punished <laughs> for it. It's like, that's the show I do. It's like, so now I have to have this famous person on every six months. And it's like, he's just exhausted by the end of the interview because they know they're terrible everywhere else. Oh, he, well, he'll go the distance, Conan, to save a segment. That's for sure. Yeah. Like, that's like, that was his gift 
Was that like, you know, what some people could do with just like one sort of instinctive comedic beat? Yeah. He'll go on a whole roller coaster now ride for you. He'll outwork it. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. From a lot of different angles. Yeah. Wow. Oh. All right. We've been at it, man. We have. Well, this is exciting. This is the the beginning of the end. <laughs> How many of these have you done? This is it. This is the first one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely yeah. Uh, cheers. This when is uh, standing. Oh, standing I'm going to put this hard. together tonight. And then try to get it up tomorrow. Oh, you just randomly put the best show up now? This week, yeah. I, I said I would oh. get one out this week. Oh, okay. And I just, I, I didn't get it on Tuesday, but the, it'll go out, it'll hopefully go up tonight or tomorrow. So you're going to go tinker with it now? Yeah, I'll just upload it, clean it up a little bit. Yeah. Put some intros, outros on it. Some music, you know, a little the bit music, of music going underneath. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to cut it to ribbons. It's going to, it's going to go down to seven minutes. We've been out here three and a half yeah. hours. No, three and, and a half <laughs> hour count. It's like, yeah, edited by Brendan McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Send it to Brendan. Yeah. Hey, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Nice hey, and tidy. Make, get something out of this. Yeah. Cause I, take, a, got, take a pass on this one. You've got time in between homeschooling your kid. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. And dealing, dealing with, with the, the WTF thing that Mark sent you. <laughs> that's too long. Oh, well, thank you, Lynn and Mark, for doing this. I, I'm honored. It. Yeah, it was oh, great, thanks. man. And Wait, I anytime. Yeah, we'll keep, keep sane. Yeah, keep safe. Yeah, safe and sane. We will get through all of this. So I'll just take the mic then? You can you take the off. mic. Are you turning it off? Yeah. And then I'll... Uh, all right. I don't need a wipe, do I? No, I'm going to... Oh, oh, you're going to wipe what I touched because I'm the monster. Yeah. I'm the monster. <laughs> now we're, we take turns being the right, monster. Here we go. I'm popping it off. Yeah.